Hey guys, welcome back to Intersectional Media. This is our bonus episode to uh, make up for last episode, which had some audio technical difficulties while we were recording. And yeah, so we're trying out a new uh, recording software this time. So we're trying Zencaster while looking at each other on Zoom instead of using (laughs) Zoom for the whole thing. Apparently, if your Wi-Fi is, like, weird, then there might be, like, audio issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're just uh, trying something out, and hopefully it works. But on today's bonus episode, obviously, I'm Shrena Brown. I'm joined with my co-host, Sam Crab. But we are talking about The Real Housewives of Potomac, which at the end of last episode, we were like, yeah, we're going to go into this really hard, but, you know... I guess it deserves its own episode, so that's what we're gonna do. It it does. Potomac is that kind of show that it deserves it deserves its own spot. Yeah, it does. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to unpack. Potomac. It's funny. Every time I talk about Potomac, everyone's like, "Where is that?" <laughs> like Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> like number one. I know. I remember when they came out with it, and um. Because the funny thing about it was that they'd already done Real Housewives of DC and they tried that out and it like crashed and burned with like one season. I think notably because the one couple, uh, I don't know if you ever heard the story about the one couple where they snuck into like a White House dinner. Like they didn't have an invite or anything, but they crashed a White House dinner. This is like when Obama was in office. Yeah. while the show while the show was airing it was like a whole thing wow (laughs) did not know about that yeah they were uh yeah they were they were they were scammers so yeah i never watched it but um i just know that it, it just didn't really work out so then they went into potomac which is the like maryland dc area and people were like huh interesting interesting yeah and here we are now but um you know this is one of those bonus apps where if you're not a housewives fan then you might as well skip it (laughs) (laughs) although yeah because i feel like you know people always want to they have their opinions about the housewife shows and that why do people even get into them and all that stuff. But there are a lot of social issues and social commentary that can be had out of these shows. And I think that Potomac is, it's, I think like the glaring thing about Potomac that I find with, as people talk about it is one people don't of course give enough respect to Black-centered shows and just the ways that people talk about Black women. Because when you see how people talk about shows like Potomac and Atlanta in comparison to a lot of the other housewife shows that are more predominantly white, it's just very glaring how people view white, well, how people view Black Mm -hmm. women in a lot of ways. So, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, like, highlighted on Potomac in a lot of ways where, like, the recent episode that just happened where 
the fight between Candace and Monique and the reactions that have been uh, showcased on the show. Like Wendy being like, yeah. well, this is why, you know, when we try to get a seat at the table and then we don't get a seat because stuff like this happens. But it's like black people are not a monolith. And just because like two girls get into a fight doesn't mean that all black people are going to get into a fight. And when you lean into that thought about black people, you're leaning into prejudice. Like the people who are racist have already won if you believe that about black people. If you believe that there is something that black people can do on an individual level that makes it okay to exclude them in any way, shape or form, you fall in prey to white supremacy. And yeah, that's sort of like really interesting to me when you look at the show and you see these women be like, well, you know, we're upper class black women. We shouldn't be acting that way. Da, 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 da. You know, that's ghetto. That's this. That's lowbrow. Da, 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 da. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, like that's some hood rats. Right. And you're like, yeah, but I mean, y'all don't say that when it's the Real Housewives of New Jersey and they be going at it. So right i don't know right like it's just weird like i and i think that 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 speaks to a larger problem that the black community has where we have been force-fed white supremacy for the longest time and because we have there's this standard that we have for ourselves and other people where it's like okay well if you're not acting a specific way as a black person then you don't deserve to be here and that's false like there's no specific way that you should be acting to deserve a place at the table i mean unless you're like a murderer like a rapist or something like that's a different story like you can't be getting too wild like there's no i think there's parameters to it i certainly think that with the fight of course if you're a violent person then sure that hurts your chances of being able to get where you want to get yeah but um and that's an individual thing like yeah that comes on an individual basis yeah like Monique clearly doesn't deserve to be at the table because people like the girls on her circle don't put up with that nonsense and that's totally fine to say that now Monique doesn't deserve a seat at the table but to then like take that further and say well this is why black women in general can't get a seat is false because not every black woman acts like Monique. So. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should state very clearly what side we're on in this whole <laughs> debate because there's a lot of it's it's been a week of uh just are you are you team Candace? Are you team Monique? Are you team T'Challa? <laughs> are you anyone are you team butter knife like where are you at for anyone who doesn't watch potomac t'challa is monique's bird <laughs> it's not the mcu that bird <laughs> that bird is like why you should watch potomac because i have i have never seen anything quite like it and i'm sorry but that is the type that type of shit is the reason why monique is a little weird okay it's funny, it's cute, but the girl really thinks that she can potty train her bird. She thinks she can potty train her bird. She holds a bird over 
a toilet. Over a toilet. For the bird poop to go down. I just I just want to let that hang. <laughs> That's funny. I just want everybody to sit with that for like a few seconds. Just a little bit. Just sit with that for a little bit. <laughs> Sip your water. Just take a moment with that one. Um, I like I feel very comfortable saying that I'm team Candace on this. Like I just I feel I just that's where I'm at. I feel the same. I feel like Monique her issue is not with Candace and she's taking out her anger on Candace because Candace is an easy target. And that's just kind of the way it is. And so it's really hard to side with someone when you recognize that their problem is not with the person that they're fighting with in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that the victim essentially is being scapegoated. And Mm -hmm. it's just sort of like, but we don't have to do this. Like you could just talk to your husband about how you're unhappy and then maybe your life would be easier. You could take that box that you like to put away and actually do something with it. Instead of putting it all on Candace, you know, it's, um, yeah, it's, I'm not going to say that people that are on Monique's side are crazy. I'm not going to do that to y'all. I think that she was a little unhinged in that whole situation. And I think that most people that are on Monique's side like to say that Candace deserved it, that she needed to be dragged. She needed to be dragged after like all these seasons of her talking shit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Now I'm, I feel like I actually have to like lean into my my therapist hat here because these are the types of conversations no like no joke that I have with some of my clients like with some of my kids because like I work with kids these kids that be getting in fights all the time right and what do I say to them a lot of times there are some that I work with that you know they're kids and they like all kids talk shit and so you say to them like listen if you're gonna come at somebody a certain way and then you're going to keep doing it. And then they punch you. Quite honestly, you have to be prepared for somebody else's reaction. And you can't control how somebody is going to react to the way that you're coming at them. Especially if you're coming at them in a negative way. The difference here is I'm talking to children. Like I'm talking to 10-year-olds. I'm talking to like an 8-year-old. Like a 4-year-old, you know? So... I can't in good conscience say that it's the same thing. Candace talks a lot of shit. But I keep going back to the fact that that fight that we saw was not the moment to drag Candace. Like, you, like y'all want Candace to be dragged, but y'all want her to be dragged because she was twirling and saying, I'm asleep? Like, really? Yeah. Really? Like, that's the moment that broke Monique? That's it. I know. <laughs> it's wild. And I feel like with Monique, it's like, like she said like that a couple episodes back or like, yeah, two episodes back. I don't know. When they were at the, on the, on like on the vacation or whatever they were doing. The her lake house. Yeah. Yeah. 
she was like, I'm just going to compartmentalize and put the Candace box next to the Chris box. And I'm like, why is Candace beside your husband in your mind? Exactly. Exactly. What is going on with that? Like, that's strange to me. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, you're not handling your issues with your husband. And everyone can see that you guys are clearly having issues. Like, the show isn't, like, bringing it to that level of being like, oh, they're having marital problems. But you can tell. Like, you're like, okay. You're like, they're being really short and snippy with each other and, like, constantly, like, fighting. And you're just Mm -hmm. like, okay. And then she says something like, oh, yeah, well, I'll just compartmentalize and put the Candace box next to the Chris box. So it's like, okay, so you're not even handling your issues with your husband. Like, you can't even talk to your husband about whatever is bothering you. And then on top of that, you're angry at Candace for reasons that go beyond the show, apparently, from her trying to take you down or something. What she, That's what she claims. And from there, you're just letting all of that compile on you. And then mm-hmm. when Candace lets it be known that she doesn't give a fuck, that's when you lose it. And I feel like that's the issue because Candace was like, I don't care. Like I'm asleep. I'm asleep. I don't care. Um like you know what? Like it is what it is. If you want to be that way, you want to be that way, fine. I'm asleep. Yeah, because that was her attitude. And she right. was like, look, like, cause the way that, that whole fight started, like, you know what? I love Monique, even when she's acting like she's asleep. Mm-hmm. That shit was a joke. That right. shit was a joke. You could see it on the look. Of, you could see it by the look on her face, the way she said it. It was like one of those yeah. shady little jokes, like "uh, I like even though you act like you were asleep." Yeah. And Monique seems to take those sorts of things as a shot to her integrity every single time, like anything where she might be acting or anything like that. It's almost like, "Why are you coming for me that way?" Like, you're questioning my integrity. It's always it's right. always about that for her. It always goes to a deeper level. So she took it to that level. And it didn't have to go there. No. The other woman didn't help, certainly. But I think it's interesting that everybody wants to blame Giselle and they want to blame Ashley. They want to blame everybody else except for the person that decided to literally hold Candace's hair in a vice grip despite the intervention of like 10 people. Yeah despite wine being thrown in her face, despite a glass being like swiped at her face, she held that vice grip. It was, it's because- kind of crazy when you look at like the way it happened because it's like Monique is now trying to like rewrite the way it happened and basically saying like, oh, well, you know, she threw the glass or the glass at me or whatever. And everyone's like, no, like you grabbed her first. Mm-hmm. because you grabbed her her glass <clears throat> went in your face <laughs> it was like yeah she didn't as it should no, as like, it she didn't should. try to do that like you yeah. literally did that yourself because you decided to drag her into the table because here's the like punk move. <laughs> yeah because here's the punk move that Monique pulled in this is this is what I find interesting we've known that this fight happened for the past like year because this fight mm-hmm. happened like a year ago, right? And I feel like ever since 
we found out about it, everyone has been like, there has to be something that Candace did to get that out of Monique, right? And as time has gone on, Monique totally is somebody that uses her people and to talk to the blogs, to talk to everybody, to be putting information out there and all that stuff. So she has made it seem for the past year, like Candace is the one that started this. Right. You know, with the, both of them filing, you know, pressing charges against each other and stuff like that. When in reality, when you look at the tape, does Candace have a reason to press charges against Monique? Yes, because Monique started that fight. Does mm-hmm. Monique have, does she have a case? From what I saw, no. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> she really doesn't. But she has made it seem this entire year as if this is something that is like solely on Candace. Right. And then once we see the tape and we've seen it all and we've seen her response, there still really isn't any remorse. And I find that weird. Yeah. Because no matter how you slice it, you made the choice (laughs) of taking it to that level. I don't really care how much like dumb shit that Candace had to say because quite honestly, like Candace just likes to run her mouth. Yeah. And somebody said it best that as an adult, you should know by now, especially when you were getting on a housewife show, you gotta know how to fight with your words. And if you don't know how to fight with your words, you don't need to be on this show. That's not about respectability politics. That's mm-hmm. across all these franchises. If all of these women took like a glass in the hand like every single time that they heard something they didn't like they like this would be bad girls club like they're yeah exactly. like, on every single episode of every single show right yeah it's like that's not what the people want like when they tune in to the real housewives like because if they wanted no. that they would go watch the bad girls club <laughs> like <laughs> Like, that's what we would just do. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for, like, we're here for funny moments. We're here for shady. We're here for shady shit. We're here for women just, like, coming up with, like, the best kinds of lines. There's this scene, like, there's this scene that I'm reminded of with, um, it's like an, for, I forget which season of Real Housewives of Atlanta it was, but it was Marlo and Sheree and they were having this argument when they were in South Africa and it's like I don't know if you've ever seen the one where they're both just like copying each other like (laughs) like just no I'll have to send it to you but it's so like it's so funny because even like with how mad they were at each other and saying all these different things to each other and they were just like but when you look back at it it's the funniest thing you'll ever see which I thought like if you took away the fight aspect of that argument it could have turned into something like that it could have turned into another kenya i'm gone with the wind fabulous like twirling around moment it could have been that but no because monique had to take it to another level and make it into something that it didn't need to be because she doesn't know how to fight with her words and the reason she doesn't know how to do it is because she's way too emotionally invested at this point because she's not dealing with her own shit. It's it's clear. It's mad clear. Like, I don't see how other people are like, you know, this is about Candace trying to put some shit out about Monique. Because whatever Monique says about that, like doing that whole Instagram live that like Candace and Giselle and Robin, Cherise, that they're all like out there trying to put out rumors that 
she, you know, had an abortion and didn't have a miscarriage, that her youngest child is in Chris's, that she cheated on her husband with this trainer, like all these sorts of things that they're trying to bring that onto the show. By, you know, by Monique's own admission, like Candace wasn't actually a part of the plot. Like she might've heard it and really what Candace might be guilty of is not warning Monique. But if that's the case, like if that's why you're so mad, one, then why do you want this bitch on your podcast? This is my question. When did you find out about that so that you're so mad that one of like the many lists of things that Candace has done to you was canceling going on your live podcast? Yeah, okay. this is the same girl that is out here trying to ruin your reputation. But you want her on your live podcast. And why? So that you can ask her and be shady to her and ask her why she hasn't like been on a honeymoon and stuff like that to throw shade towards her finances. Yeah. You don't want our podcast either, please. I know. It's not like, it's not like you want her on because you think that she's going to give something valuable to the people. You want her on so you can embarrass her. And yeah. she's not stupid. She knows that's why you want her on, which is why she's not going on. Exactly. Like, like I wouldn't go on either. No. I would have canceled too. Especially knowing that like we're not in a good place and like that's just gonna come out on the podcast. Like there's no way Minnie could hide that and be like, oh well, and like fake it for the podcast. Like she's not capable of that. She's not smart enough. She's clearly um, not capable so. of that. <laughs> and like she's just so strange when she'll be like expecting Candace to she expects Candace to exist on a higher level than the other women, I think. Yeah. And it's very strange. Like she'll be like like with the Ashley thing, like, you know, Candace telling Ashley about Michael and his cheating and all of that. And Monique getting mad about that. And it's like but why are you mad about that? Like, that's not even, it's not, he's not your husband. Like, exactly. it's not like, you, it's not like you got cut out of something that actually has anything to do with you. Yeah. And I was like, she was specifically keeping it to Ashley so that it was respectful and that she was doing it out of respect. And, and I mean, this is what makes, is going to make Ashley look like a fucking asshole for siding with Monique. Because it's gonna be like, well, Candace was actually very kind to you with the Michael thing, and she didn't have to be. She could have mm-hmm. been petty. She could have been rude. She could. She could have told everybody. And she didn't. <clears throat> and you took that in stride, and you said, "Oh, thank you for you know respecting my relationship and all this stuff." And then you're gonna flip and be like, "Oh well, I'm pro Monique in this fight," and it's sort of like, okay, like fine do whatever somebody has to be on Monique's side like this is (laughs) TV after all um and if everybody was against her they would just fire her like on the spot so I mean that's fair enough but it's still just gonna be like yikes like why like there's really nothing it's the interesting part was seeing Monique ask Chris embarrassing for who like (laughs) <laughs> embarrassing, embarrassing for, for you, you bitch for you yes. like what I was like you think your husband is like oh it's so embarrassing for me it doesn't do shit to him <laughs> I was like it's embarrassing for you cause you shouldn't be out there 
brawling women on TV. Like, that's not, like, that's going to be in your legacy. Like, your kids are going to yeah. be able to go Google that. Yeah. Be like, <laughs> Monique dragging Candace, and, like, it's going to pop up on YouTube. Oh, and God. And when her kids are in high school, it's probably going to circulate. Or middle school, whatever, whichever one, whichever one comes first. That shit's going to circulate because that shit always does. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be like, is that your mom? And she'll have to deal with it again. It's never going to go away for her. Yeah. And yeah. she's not, but she doesn't seem to care. She is perfectly happy to have done that and has no remorse and is not sorry. And yeah, so I guess, I guess you get what you get. You don't get upset. Yeah. That's all I yeah. It's just, <clears throat> it's just strange. Like I said to me, the way that people, I'm particularly stuck on the way that people talk about Candace and um, kind of how people have started to talk about Wendy as well as she's gotten on the show. And it's mm. really not, like I said to you, it's not lost on me that the two dark-skinned Black women on this show, in a lot of ways, have been painted as the ultimate villains, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when I think about the Candace and Ashley, that whole situation last season, I I understand why that was so contentious for Ashley in regards to like her, like ultimately people got to stay out of each other's uteruses and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, But I just think that, you know, Candace doesn't, Candace doesn't really say or do things that are so wild to me that haven't been said and done on the show by just about everybody. Right. Because I feel like other people had a, not like opinions, but other people have had opinions on Ashley's life and how she decides to live her life regardless, whether it's her marriage or, you know, anything like that. Like everybody has had something to say about it, right? right? She very much picks on Candace to be the big, you know, scapegoat of it. And then of course it extends onto Twitter and people like to reference the tweets that Candace like put out about her, like calling her a bedwench and calling her a roach and like, wow, it's so disgusting. And I just like the faux outrage of it comes, I'm going to be like, I've seen it a lot from white people. And listen, it's one thing if this was like, this is two black women talking. (laughs) This is two black women arguing with each other. Listen, like this is not, this is not the time for your like faux outrage about how these women are are fighting with each other, you know? So, yeah. And for it to come out that, oh, well, you know, she, I was, I was in labor and she's calling me a roach and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But like, girl, you wanted people to stay out of your uterus. How are we supposed to know that you were in labor? Like, <laughs> how was, like, was Candace supposed to know? <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny when, black women fight and other people get involved and then they are like oh my god like you shouldn't talk to each other that or like women shouldn't like refer to each other as those types of things and I'm like 
Y'all don't understand that black women fighting is another breed of fighting. Like it's another pedigree. Like it's it's on another yeah. level. Yeah. You can't if you try to get involved, you're gonna be called a burn ass bitch and all sorts of shit, okay? <laughs> I'm like, just stay out of it. You yeah. as soon as you get involved, as soon as you even say one word, you could be on the side of someone. And that person will still insult you even though you're defending them. You mm-hmm. just stay out of it, mm-hmm. okay? Because they, they, didn't, they didn't ask you to come in. They didn't they didn't tag team you in. They don't need it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's, it's very much Kenya Moore. You could try mm-hmm. to defend Kenya all you want, but you're still going to get insulted too because she don't give a fuck. <laughs> and she can handle it herself. <laughs> and she's just offended that you even had the audacity to come and defend her because she knows <laughs> she knows she will clear a bitch and she's like i don't need you to help me clear a bitch i can clear a bitch myself so i mean that's just always like what inter- interests me with these housewives things especially the black ones because it's like you don't have to get involved like these black women are going to read each other and they're going to drink yeah. each other filth. yeah and you don't have to say anything. You don't have to pick a side. You don't have to like really do anything because they're just going to do it anyway. Like mm-hmm. I'm like the only like white housewife that's like on that level is Dorinda from <laughs> New York. Shout out to Dorinda. Big ups. Yo, put Dorinda, put Dorinda in Atlanta. That'd be so put Dorinda, funny. Put Dorinda in Atlanta. Move her out of New York and put her in Atlanta. Like, I would love she to kill Goji. Like, she kills me because even just, like, that last season when you had Luann trying to, like, help her and she <laughs> goes, well, at least I wasn't in jail like you. It's like, bitch, she's trying to help you. But this, is, <laughs> this is what we mean. You can't get involved because then your feelings are going to get hurt, too. That's why you just stand and watch. You're just like, all right, well... I'm sure they'll work it out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to get involved because then if I get involved, I'm going to be dragged. My feelings are going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. Who needs that? Like, And oh. you know what? And that's why Monique in particular getting in the middle of the whole Candace and Ashley thing in the first place was so ridiculous. Like, if we yeah. want to talk about the real source of the breakdown of that friendship, it was that. And Monique did not have to get involved. And to add no. insult to injury, the fact that you are getting involved and feel so strongly that you need to step in for this girl who literally already said that you were a drunk driver, that you got into an accident because you were driving drunk and dragged your name through the mud with that shit and then tried to play innocent when she got called out on it because that's the thing with Ashley. The fact that you took the time to do that with a friend and throw her under the bus multiple times. What does that say about you, Monique? Mm-hmm. Like put the can like put the Candace of it all out of it. Like what does that say about her? That she's willing to like flip sides on that sort of thing so easily. Yeah. I don't think it's about seeing through, you know, whatever issues that she has with Ashley. Cause if that were me, like I would not I wouldn't have time for Ashley on that sort of thing. And I would see Ashley right. who she is. I certainly do. That girl tries to play innocent about so many things 
and bats her eyelashes, uses her light skin privilege to like look innocent and just about everything that she does. And then she gets eyes when somebody's hands are in her face. And that's, 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 the, that's the thing I don't have time for. But yet we want to talk about Candace all the time. Yeah, it's so I, interesting. I Ashley, Ashley herself is so interesting to me because she is very much what I would call the villain of Real Housewives. She is the villain. She is the true villain of this show. And people get blindsided by her proximity to whiteness. And they think like, oh, well, she's cute. And like, and she is. She's She's adorable. She's adorable. She's young. But that's how she gets away with everything. And Mm -hmm. that's what makes her like the most nefarious villain of all time. Because (laughs) you wouldn't look at her and think like, oh, she's evil. You, you, when you look at Kenya Moore, you're like, oh, you're evil. You're like, I see it. I have seen it. (laughs) <laughs> and Kenny is like, yes, I am evil. And like, I could say the same thing about like Denise from Beverly Hills when she smirks <laughs> and she has like that evil look in her eye. You're yeah. like, oh shit, you're a villain. Okay, got yeah. it. But with Ashley, it's like Bambi eyes, like fluttering mm-hmm. her big brown eyes and being like, I just, I don't even have a dad. I'm just so sad all the time. And it's like, <laughs> Okay. It's like, yeah, it's like, I get that, but also, like... Like, your dad ain't shit, but also go to, like, you maybe two times a week with your therapist instead of one. But yeah, like, with Michael, it's just sort of, like, Dean is probably not going to know you for very long. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but it's true. (laughs) And, like, not even with the old age, but with the attitude he seems to have with just thinking that Ashley's got to do everything. Mm. Oh, my God. He's so, like, I think it really hit, like, his age really hits me when he talks like that. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, you're old. Like, like you've like you've done this. You've done this. You've you, got older kids. Right. And you would have this opinion because you grew up in a time where that was true. Where, like, the woman did take care of the kid day in day out Mm -hmm. and you're used to that so you're like well i'm not a hands-on dad that's (laughs) you're supposed to be and it's like wait what the fuck but then you realize like oh yeah he's old (laughs) (laughs) every time you say like oh yeah it's like oh why did she do that to herself oh she don't love herself So I don't think that people always realize the way that colorism plays into how we view these women, but it kind of bleeds into like all parts of it. So it just feels uncomfortable to me when you think about how when people talk about some of the most beautiful housewives and things like that, a lot of them talk about Giselle they talk about Robin, like people go like overboard talking like, oh my God, Robin is so gorgeous. Oh my God. And Monique is very, like, you know, is gorgeous and blah, blah, blah. And like Monique is really gorgeous. She is very, very, very beautiful. Yeah, she is very pretty. And we get to Candace and 
you know, <laughs> like as funny as it is that when we talk about like the hamster stuff that like she looks like a hamster and like all that, like it just feels uncomfortable to me in a lot of ways. Yeah. Because the way that people go at Candace is so over the top to a certain extent. I think that if you want to get angry with her about very specific things, sure. I think that there's a lot of people out there that were like really triggered by the way she came at Ashley about the, for, you know, like the miscarriage and all that stuff. And I totally understand that. But I also see, I've seen instances where I remember when Black Lives Matter was um, becoming like a topic of conversation a lot more and mm-hmm. a lot of housewives were speaking out and people were I think like Candace had put out something she was saying something that was like just very smart like the girl when she puts her words together for the good <laughs> is very smart and that's mm-hmm. not surprising to me but she's had like a really great statement something to do with when Stasi was like you know going through her whole mess and getting fired right and yeah. people, and the way people were like, you know, I don't like Candace ain't shit, but like, I get I remember that. Or, like, I guess she's right. But these are white people saying it, right? And it's like, take out the butt, take all of that out. Candace knows more about this subject than you do. Point blank, period. I know that might hurt your pride. I know that might hurt your ego. That this dark-skinned Black woman that you don't like because of the way that you see her act on TV knows more about something than you do. There's no but attached to that. She knows about it better than you do. You agree with her on something. Her life matters just as much as Monique's, just as much as Giselle's. I know that might pain you guys. But it's the truth. So, yeah. like, for you to have to add these qualifiers in order for a Black person to be able to speak freely about their experience as a Black person without having, like, all this other shit thrown in their face about it, like, it's just weird. Like, the way people were responding in that sense. And when you, co- and when you point it out, they're like, yeah, but and it's like, but there's no buts about this. <laughs> there's no buts about black people being able to be the experts on their own experience. You don't get to grade them on that. That's not for you. Yeah. That's not your place. At all. People are weirdos that way. But that's but that's what I mean. Like it it's just so app- more apparent to me on this franchise than it is on Atlanta because that this isn't a problem on on Atlanta you know not necessarily like not as much I think it's you know been that way like once or twice where there was like one season with Nini and like this other girl Claudia and like Nini called her a half breed and all weird (laughs) so uh, you know um but it's 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 been it's been from the jump because when this show started take out Candace, take out Wendy. And it was the rest of them. Oh, take out Monique too. And you had like Sharice. Sharice was like the only darker, like there's only ever like one darker skinned black woman in this sea of lighter skinned black women. 
And reminder, this is not for us to say that this makes those women any less black, but we all know colorism exists. We all know like within, and when we're talking especially about an upper class society. Yeah. mm, Having a proximity to whiteness is a huge privilege in an upper class society. And that's just fact. Um, And it's how a lot of black women make it out of the hood. It's, literally how a lot of women make it out of the hood by being lighter skinned and having a closer proximity to whiteness because they are able to uh step higher or get like you know have better stepping stones to success by having a proximity to whiteness and that's and that's just fact and it sucks but it is what it is but when we talk about like potomac it's like, yeah, like people like Giselle and Robin have an extremely close proximity to whiteness due to the way that they look. Like a lot of people, if they didn't know that Robin was black, they might think, not that she's white, but they might think like, oh, she like Latina, like, you know, like maybe like a lighter skin, brown Latina, or, you know, maybe something else. You know, they would look at her and say that she's exotic, that she is beautiful and that she has this quality to her that's like not quite white not quite black not quite anything it's just sort of like in the middle neutral beautiful exotic like when people say exotic they really do mean people who look like robin and people who look like giselle and Mm -hmm. that is just facts and you can sort of see it in the way that the show treats them as well because like giselle is i mean I don't find her that interesting. Like, mm. I wouldn't say that she's boring or anything like that. But I will say that her job is to throw shade and be, like, catty and mm-hmm. a little bit, like, of a mean girl. But she's not, like, giving. Like, she's not, like, Kenya more giving. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, like, Kenya can be very volatile and very, like evil and nefarious which is like my favorite word to use for these women (laughs) (laughs) but she can also be very vulnerable and she can also start crying and like you know be sad and she can feel and you can see that she can feel even if even if you're not her friend you can see that and like maybe she doesn't want your sympathy because you're not friends and she doesn't give a fuck about you but that doesn't mean that she doesn't have her own emotions. With Giselle, I just sort of feel like, I don't know, like, do you have emotions? <laughs> like, you kind of feel like a robot sometimes. Like, a, uh. like, you've been programmed to, like, act a specific way and you can't get out of it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's kind of, like, highlighted in the in the next episode that'll be aired on Sunday where, you know, she's sort of like, I have a reputation to uphold. And it's like, what kind of reputation do you have to uphold, Giselle? <laughs> like, I don't... Like, what is it? Like, it's not like you're... Like, you're acting like you're the Queen of England or something. You can't yeah. be seen with these low-brown niggas. Like, what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Like, like, you be, like you gotta have a bodyguard to be around Monique. Like come on, yeah. Like <laughs> relax. 
It's like, yeah, no, I'm like, obviously I'm not pro Monique, but like, you're being dramatic. Yeah. You're yeah. This dramatic. is not helping Candace's case. No. <laughs> At all. And then you have Robin. Robin, she amuses me because she is indifferent to everything. And I feel <laughs> like <laughs> that's her shtick. Or she's just very much so like, eh, I don't know, like shrug emoji. And it's just sort of like, Robin, why are you here? What are you doing? Like, what are you giving? It's like, are you giving Juan and your drama? But I don't yes, give a shit about that. giving us Juan. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit about that. I'm like, anyways. But she kills me because, like, she's so, like, like, oh, my kids? Ah. I don't care about that. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I feel like even that is something that she gets away with because of her light skin privilege. Like, I feel like if a dark skin like black woman was like, oh my kids, ugh, like there would people would be talking about that and be like, oh my god, did you see how she doesn't even like like her kid? Da 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 da. Because Robin. Robin can get away with anything. It's <laughs> like so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's just that's why when we talk about Ashley in that same mm-hmm. way, you know, and we talk about mother like when we talk about her motherhood and how she's dealing with motherhood. Um Not well. I think Yeah, and I think um <laughs> her postpartum anxiety and depression is really clear. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to spot with her. Yeah. And so people immediately give her sympathy and, and empathize with her in a lot of ways. It's not that I don't empathize with her, but I do think that this is a life when it comes to her circumstances the circumstances of being a mother to a newborn, like a new son with a man that is much older than her and where, you know, they seem to have some sort of unconventional like arrangement to their marriage that they don't really talk about where, you know, people sort of think he's suspicious because of things that he has done in the past. Mm -hmm. That is a life that she chose. And that is the yes. life that she is choosing to mother in. So I want to be very clear. It's not that I don't feel sorry for her about her postpartum anxiety. I hope that she is getting help for that. Um, because that's really difficult. And that's a really different, like difficult circumstance to like raise a child with. And I hope that with this new baby that, um, you know, when she gives birth and then deals with having a toddler and a newborn, that she has support and all of those things. But, like, when you're telling me that, like, you have to bring your child on a trip, on a girl's trip, mm-hmm. your husband basically won't watch him. Because that was, that was the crux there. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. Yep. Because he won't watch the child. And because he wanted to be out here doing whatever he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Out here going to the casino, out here going mm-hmm. to because that's exactly what he did while you were in the lake house. Mm-hmm. While you were out in that lake house, 
with your friend who isn't even your nanny who had to come with you so that you so that you could work because essentially you both had to work yeah honestly because this is your job as well Mm -hmm. and he just didn't want like he didn't want to do it and then you take wendy and that whole that whole argument is another one where people want to blame wendy for popping off immediately but when i watched that footage again it wasn't really wendy that popped off it was immediately ashley that kind of had this sort of offended like well why are you like reacting to me that way like sort of thing that kind of escalated it because the way wendy was she was just like oh i didn't know we could bring our kids and just kind of like ashley like really like you brought them like giving her that look and then immediately like ashley is like mind your business mind your business but like wendy (laughs) is then noted as the aggressive one because like I said, mm-hmm. immediately that was like one fight with Wendy. One fight. And the backlash that comes out of that is people are already labeling this woman as aggressive. Yep. <laughs> it's interesting because they're also labeling her as aggressive toward Karen. Even though Karen is the one talking about Wendy. And Wendy is just reacting to people telling her that Karen is talking about her. Mm-hmm. and you have people being like well Wendy's obsessed with Karen and it's like but isn't it the opposite because I mean Wendy is just kind of saying like we work together and she does not acknowledge my existence like even outside of the show we work together and she does not acknowledge my existence mm-hmm. but now yeah, I'm finding out me. and now I'm finding out that she's talking about me to people like Robin and other cast members and saying stuff about me, but she doesn't even talk to me, like, face to face. Like, it's like she doesn't right. know me. And so I feel like in that circumstance, I would be talking about Karen, too, because I'd be like, what the fuck is her problem? Like, why is she acting like that? Like, mm-hmm. and that's just, like, confusing for Wendy. And I don't think it's fair for people to say, like, oh, well, Wendy's obsessed with Karen. And Wendy needs to stay out of Karen's vagina or whatever the fuck they were saying. But I was just like, I don't know what y'all are talking about. Like, I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah. Then it just comes back to this thing where it's like, well, we have to stand up for the light-skinned women. And like, and it's like, but do you? They need to be, yeah. Like this, this, people need to realize that they have this automatic sort of, bias towards lighter skin tones and that they are almost frail in a way because Mm -hmm. that's because when you think of like I'm not saying that light-skinned black women are the same as white women but when we're going to compare it like on shades of darkness if it's a light-skinned woman light-skinned black woman and a darker-skinned black woman arguing about something then you know, a lot of times you could view that the lighter skinned black woman, when we look in media, like if we were to go to like a Tyler Perry movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's the perfect medium. Um, mm-hmm. Like a Tyler Perry movie would take, you know, the common trope of a Tyler Perry movie is to take, you know, a light skinned black man. We're going to use men for this example because it's so much more apparent light-skinned black man is always like somehow like kind of the savior in the movie 
and really is like the good man that kind of earns the woman's heart. And then the darker skinned black man is kind of starts out like the villain and the one who ain't shit and is a fuck boy and all this stuff. So there's a certain innocence that comes with whiteness. And there's a frailty that comes with whiteness. So you pair that with being a woman. And that's how you get this view that people like Ashley and people like Karen, like need to be defended from people like Wendy and Candace, because the way that people see Wendy and Candace are that they're so much louder and they're so much more expressive. And then that turns into they're dangerous. Right. And they're, and they're aggressive. aggressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because even um, even with the fight from Sunday with Monique, people were talking all about like Candace with the knife. Right. And when you watch that again, the girl tapped on the glass to get everybody's attention and was talking with the knife like kind of absentmindedly. And then Wendy took the knife from her. Nothing that Candace was saying was so volatile that she would have done something with the knife. In fact, there's a very large portion of that argument where she was standing away from the table and standing away from Monique, twirling and being funny like I'm asleep, you know? So I don't know where people get it that Candace was like about to do something with that knife they always want to like are weird. yeah i mean they want to go back to the whole the fight with you know ashley, ashley. Mm-hmm. and um but like guys let's be real what was the girl gonna do with a butter knife in a room full of water I feel like, so like here's the thing when people like talk about ashley with the knife or sorry with candace with the knife and like in regards to sunday last sunday I'm just like, she's just talking with her hands and there just happened to be a butter knife. <laughs> it could have like, been anything. Not, it could have been anything. And I think Jeez. I feel strongly about this because like I am a Candace in that way or like I, and I am a Wendy where I talk with right, my hands like, and like all that stuff. And like when I get really passionate about stuff, like, you know, like Wendy is, you know, I'm not Nigerian, I'm Ghanaian. And, you know, Nigerians and Ghanaians, we have our issues, but you know my west african sister you know i understand i understand her struggles i understand her personality in a lot of ways so like as you get more passionate about things you get a little bit louder you you know it doesn't mean you're mad it doesn't mean x y and z but like that's how i am even in my own house like i get to like a certain like level when i'm talking about something with my mom and she thinks that i'm getting mad about something but i'm like you know i'm not mad i'm just I'm just, I'm feeling it, you know? And so I get that. And people mm-hmm. always want to interpret it to be like a whole different kind of way. And what I respect about them, quite honestly, is that they don't hide that and they don't diminish that side of their personality. Because I know that I, like, I certainly have through the years, you know? Like, not, mm-hmm. like not everybody gets to see me like react to those sorts of things that way there are people where if I feel comfortable enough with them that I I feel free to be that way but you don't want to give people the opportunity to do to you what they're doing 
to Candace and Wendy and labeling them yeah. a certain way because of the way that they express themselves. Exactly. Well, that's why black women like sometimes like we just we make ourselves and then you get trouble for that. <laughs> right. It's like there's no winning. Like it, it really does suck. Cause I'm the same way whereas like I will get very passionate when I'm speaking about things that I actually care about. And I feel like that's the way for you to know if I give a fuck or not. Like if I'm talking passionately about something and like I'm getting loud because like I'm a quiet person mm-hmm. on the daily. I, I don't mm-hmm. typically get loud. So if I start getting loud, you know I'm like having fun, you know I'm comfortable, you know I'm having a good time. And I hate when that's misinterpreted as me being like angry or aggressive or whatever because it's like no if I felt angry or aggressive or like I want to like rip your head off chances are I'm just gonna go home (laughs) like I'm not gonna like stay or I'm I'm gonna get quiet again like if maybe if I was getting loud and I was having fun I'm going to start retreating and then I'll probably just be texting people about you talking mad shit. (laughs) And like, I'm not going to go at you to your face because that's not the type of person that I am. And I don't want to be associated with that necessarily. So I do get frustrated when I see other black women being labeled as like, angry and aggressive when they care about stuff and their voice is getting raised or you know they're they're speaking with passion or they're waving their hands around or they're just being goofy and they're just like being funny and it's just like not everything is some aggressive attack not everything is for you to get in your feelings about like sometimes people are just making jokes And it's not to say that you have to find every joke funny. Like, if a joke hurts your feelings, you can say that. Yeah. I didn't really find that funny. You know, that kind of hurt my feelings. And then that person's response is their response. If they don't give a fuck, you know who you're dealing with. And you're like, okay, well, you know what? Fuck that person. (laughs) They obviously don't care about my feelings. Like, it's a very Kenya Moore response to be like, well, I don't give a fuck. I thought it was funny. So fuck you. (laughs) you just gotta know who you're dealing with Mm -hmm. when you're in situations with someone like Kenya but like in regards to Monique and Candace it's like okay well you guys were friends so you kind of know how Candace is so her twirling around and saying like I'm asleep I'm asleep like it's not you should know that that's not her like trying to start something with you like Mm -hmm. she's clearly just being funny and she's clearly just being goofy and like yeah that can bother you and you can say like I don't think that's funny but you don't have to take it that far like you don't have to like start twirling her hair and like or like flicking Mm. it or whatever and all that so that here's a here's a piece of that for for other people here's the thing that hair flip would have gotten her hand twisted around by mine. Point blank period. Don't fucking touch my hair. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're another black girl. I don't care if you're a white girl. I don't care if you're a Hispanic girl. I don't care if you're an Asian girl. Don't touch my fucking hair. That is a point of aggression. And everybody seemed to miss that. Everybody seems to dismiss that. It's demeaning the way that she was doing it. Like little girl, like 
get away from me because like I will drag you with like your long like your long little wig I see exactly what she was doing with that like that like I don't know that just like rubbed me the wrong way I was like I see what type of bitch that Monique is I don't I don't have it for her Ugh, it just yeah it just skewed me out and I think wanted to dismiss that too much you know they wanted to be like well Candace did this and Candace started it in that way and it's one thing when you're like she like honestly Candace had never said anything in that argument that was so out of pocket but when you're coming up to somebody and you are like you know touching them and picking their hair that's when you're saying like that's you going like this to them (laughs) yeah like you're you're saying I want to fight with you. Yeah. Like that's that's literally what you're saying. You're like I want to fight with you. I am in your personal space and I am, you know, ready to fight basically. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've been in those situations where people come into my space and they do try to start shit. And the first thing I always say is step back. Like I'm not fighting with you yeah so if you want to step to me and you want to be like oh here I am in your face like whatever like what is it like what do you want to do it's like I don't want to do anything I want you to get the fuck away from me <laughs> like the fuck are you doing yeah like and so when you step to somebody like that you're making your intentions clear and Monique made her intentions clear And so I'm not sure how she can then flip it and say, well, I only did it because she did whatever. And it's like, but you started that. She did D and she did this. As I said before, if that's that's going to bring you to that level, then that's something about you. That's exactly about you. Yeah. And like, I've talked about it before, but like, she just doesn't have that patience and I don't want to say it's maternal patience because there are people who are not mothers who have the patience to deal with immaturity but even her as like a mother she doesn't have that ability she is not able to deal with things that annoy her it just gets to her mm-hmm. and it and it sets her off you can see it even with her own children the way that she interacts with her own children in that she doesn't find the cute childish things they do to be funny. She finds them very annoying. And she doesn't yes. she doesn't let them have that childish joy. Like she very much so wants yeah. to squash that childish joy and she yeah, wants at least them with to her be... on camera. That's all I've ever Yeah, right, exactly. So like I can't speak to you outside of the show, but from what they show <clears throat> on the show she is very much so like Joel Sargent mom. Like she's not like, oh yeah, let's have fun. Let's like read the story and like, like y'all better know, get bad. Yeah, like she's very like <laughs> harsh. And I feel like a lot of black people can relate to that because a lot of black people did grow up that way with mothers and fathers who are like that. But seeing that shit just makes me sad. Like I just I feel did. like Ugh. Like, she is, like, her daughter is the cutest, like, housewife's child that we currently have. The cutest. The cutest. Just hands down. The cutest housewife's child that we have. And so, (laughs) 
with Ace in a close second because I love Ace. I love little Ace. Um, so I, like she'll say things. I always I always think this, and you put it in such a good point because when you'll watch and she is on screen and they're interacting, like she's so cute and she says these cute things and she doesn't. And Monique doesn't really react in a way that like. I would and maybe I was like maybe it's just me like maybe like I don't know but she doesn't react in such a way that I'm like do you like your very cute daughter is like saying cute things (laughs) like she's right like it's really interesting it's interesting to me to to watch because I'm obviously not a mom and even before I had my niece like before my niece was in my life or anything like that I was very much so like I'm kind of weird about her kids like I don't know how to act around kids because I was the youngest and nobody else in my family really has like kids like that to the point where I grew up around kids a lot mm-hmm. so I was sort of like um I don't know I'm the youngest I don't really know how you act around babies or like what the fuck you do with babies I don't know and even me watching Monique not respond to her child is strange for me because I'm like I'm not even around kids like that and I would be like what the fuck you're so cute like that's the cutest thing I've ever seen like Like, I would be laughing I would be like wow you're so adorable like look at my adorable child like I'd be proud of I'd be like what the fuck look how cute my kid is (laughs) and I feel like a lot of parents are like that like most parents I know are like Look at my cute ass kid, which is why people find people with kids annoying because they're always like, look at my <laughs> cute ass kid. <laughs> and, and they're usually like, I'll go fuck about your cute ass kid. Like, leave me alone. But Monique doesn't have, Monique's not even like, look at my cute ass kid. Monique's like, look at my bird. Like, she's like, look she at my does. bird. She, and you, you, like, you said this to me, how like she has. So she shows so much more pride and affection, like about this bird, like maternal kind, instincts, like the on one hundred for the bird. Yeah, like the kind of care that she has about the bird was like way more than like even when she was washing her daughter's hair in the sink in that last episode, and just like she didn't go fuck. <laughs> she- she was like, mom, mom, it hurts. Mom, it hurts. Like, she was telling her, like, two times, like, mom, it hurts. <laughs> what are you doing? She was like, ow, mommy, ow. <laughs> like, I was like, this poor child, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's true. Like, she, she is just, like, T'Challa is her like her sort of joy right now yeah it's weird (laughs) it is it's it's very strange and I mean I can only say from what I see on the show obviously Mm -hmm. I can't speak to Monique in real life or any of her experiences but from what I see on the show she kind of just had kids because having kids is what you do when you're married and it didn't seem like it came out of like an actual like want to be a mother necessarily because I feel like you can kind of tell when people like want to be moms (laughs) and like actually like enjoy being a mother 
uh, she does not give me those vibes. Because, like, even, like, I mean, she's just the person I use for everything now. But, like, with Kenya, she is happy to be a mom. She might be evil. She might be a horrible, horrible person. But she loves her daughter. And there's no denying that baby. And you can't, you're a bad person if you try and say that Kenya Moore didn't want that child. Exactly. Watching the show. She loves her daughter and she will do anything for her daughter. She will drag you for filth. She will not even forgive Nini for saying that she was pregnant and looked like a water buffalo when she was pregnant with her daughter because that's how protective and loving she is over Brooklyn. So, but Monique does not have that. She does not have that quality. (laughs) It's like very interesting, at least from what is shown. And you can't judge someone on things you don't see. So I can only say what I see and what I see is a very disconnected woman from her children. Yeah, from the life that she is like currently leading. Because I think that if you, I think really with her, she didn't what I would what I would expect is that Chris is the kind of guy that wants a ton of kids. If if it was his choice, Monique would be pregnant again within the next like six months, I'm sure. Just keep popping them out. Keep popping them out. The houses are big enough for it, you know? Ew. But he is <laughs> she is just like, no, that's not like this is the last one. And I I would expect that she is probably, you know, going through her own like postpartum stuff that yes. isn't as obvious as it is with Ashley. Mm-hmm. Which even like going back, you know, it kind of all comes back around in that sense. That like Ashley's yeah. postpartum anxiety and depression is very obvious, but who are we to say that that's not something that like Wendy is experiencing right now after like having like a daughter and having her in the NICU that's not something Mm -hmm. to be you know taken lightly like that's a traumatic experience um yeah you know and then you have Monique who is way more irritable and just very on edge and paranoid and Mm -hmm. probably along with like other stressors that she's dealing with from the show and feeling like all these things about her about to be exposed that um coupled with like having to juggle this life that she feels like she's not getting any support in from chris yeah brings in its own anxiety for sure and you know issues so you've got a lot of issues with like mothers dealing with these issues and if we're gonna judge how you know one woman is reacting to it so say like wendy because you know Maybe it was misguided for Wendy to come at Ashley in the way she, that she did, and it should have been directed towards Monique instead as the host of the weekend. But if we're not going to judge Ashley for the way that she is expressing and handling her postpartum anxiety, then in a way, you kind of have to throw Wendy a bone as well, because... Mm-hmm. 
you know, there's a lot of pressure for like West African women to kind of like do it all. Yeah. That's just something that, can, like you can see that when you look at Wendy. Yeah, like there's pressure for yeah. her to do it all and she's now like she's got three kids. She's got this stacked resume that she's really proud of. Uh, and there's kind of a lot like at stake for her in that sense. So it's a mm-hmm. lot of pressure that she has to work from. And I can see that and I get that because I like I come from that environment, <laughs> like honestly, you know, and right. that's just kind of the way it is. So but the point is that it's not for everybody. And sometimes you don't realize that until the pressure is on you. So however somebody is dealing with that kind of pressure and dealing with that kind of anxiety when they're going through a change and transition, I think that everybody wanting to be technical about whether she's a new mother was like, I'm so stupid. Just let her have it. Like, whatever. What the fuck ever, guys? Like, like, do you really, like, is it really that much of a point of contention for you that, like, we gotta sit here and argue about the semantics of, like, a new mom, new mother, like whatever but um the point is we're we're seeing a lot of mothers like new moms dealing with pressure you know uh yeah ashley is an entirely new mom and then like monique and wendy are like new moms in terms of like being a mother of three and like that's a totally different ball game you know what i mean so yeah I think that there is something to be said for that. And, um, you know, people just, uh, it's a weird, it's, I think that everybody just has to put a little bit more thought and nuance into how they're responding to these women. Because I think that the way that we respond to these types of shows it's not that it says a lot about our character, but it does say a lot about how we view the world around us. And it can say a lot about, you know, our way of thinking, mm-hmm. which is why I like these shows. Cause it does, it reveals a lot about people in the way that you respond. It might seem stupid, like where you fall on the like Candace and Monique debate, <laughs> it say a lot about you, but it does like, it really does. So. No, it definitely does. And I think, that goes for all reality TV because when you look at something and I I think that goes for fiction too. I think it goes for pretty much all sources of media that are like created for entertainment purposes. I think what you align yourself with speaks to your morals, your behavioral like patterns and your thought processes because it's like, okay, if you side with Monique, you might think that somebody joking around or being goofy or, you know, like disrespecting you or whatever is grounds for putting your hands on somebody. And people need to know those things about you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like, I need to know, do you find that acceptable? Because if so... What are your boundaries? Yeah. Yeah, like maybe we're not compatible, you know? And I think that's fair. I think that's totally valid because I like 
not everybody wants to hang out with somebody who would, you know, we all joke about having like, I want a friend who would stab someone for me, but like, you don't actually want. (laughs) Unless you live that life. Unless you bout that life. Right. Like, then no. And then you're just sort of like, I kind of like, you're just kind of saying that just to say it, but unless you bout that life then that's like a whole different story yeah obviously and it's like if i'm just like chilling in a condo in toronto i probably don't want i don't want someone no like i really don't like i have concierge downstairs i don't need like a thousand dollar noise complaint you know like that's just like not for me (laughs) it's like i need to know I need to know who's gonna be in my circle, you know? You make friends based off of mutual interest, right? So if you're making friends based off of mutual interest, but your friend disagrees with something, and it's not like the end of the world. Yeah, but it's just sort of like, if you think that Monique popping off at Candace was acceptable, we might have a difference in how we lead our lives. We might have different viewpoints. All right, guys. So that is our bonus episode today. Hopefully you enjoyed this deeper dive into Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, honestly, we would totally love to hear more feedback. Like if you've got thoughts, if you think that we're crazy for being Team Candace, Please feel free to tell us because I will fight you in our DMs. I'm very happy. Just kidding. I'm not going to fight you. I'm not going to fight you about it. But I would totally love to hear about it. You can DM us and find us on Instagram at Intersectional Media. Um, Feel free to just send any thoughts, any feedback. And you can find me at uh, Skin in the City on Instagram. That's Skin underscore in the city. Yeah, and you can find me at Renee which is R-I-N-N-I-E-B-E-E. Yeah, so thank you for listening to our bonus episode. This was a fun episode, and... It was, and maybe we could do more like these, where we just, like, focus on really specific topics yeah. or that that are really grabbing us, so stay yes. tuned. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Bye! Bye.